Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Najaz the Wizard. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Curie Taibsha, the Necromancer. I'm JD. I'm playing Silic the Mage. And I'm Nathan. I'm going to be your Dungeon Master. This is Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. tones aren't those of one uh, JD. We have switched Dungeon Masters, and we are starting a whole new campaign. But along with uh, with my changing of the guard, uh, it, we also have a whole new slew of characters to introduce you to. This episode is going to be dedicated entirely into introducing those characters and giving us a little bit of backstory. And the next episode, we'll start the campaign with a couple questions and the actual campaign proper. So Ryan, go ahead. What, uh, what are you, what are you bringing to the table? Najaz is a like court spy uh, for one of the city states and i guess we don't have a name for it do we or do we i'm totally down for you guys to workshop that i would like yeah, to you guys to bring a name yeah. to the table but cool. you don't need to you don't need to come with one we can do it we can do that later all right yeah but you're a you're a court spy yeah basically run i run their counterintelligence you run it so you're you're head of head of this department is what you're telling me yeah uh, unlike it's probably pretty small scale like internal kind of stuff but yeah just the same you have people I, working under you that's i mean that's it's dope i'm zach as you all know and i'm going to be playing curie curie is a necromancer and uh if you want to tie him to this world these that we're going to be playing in these small city states uh he can be seen as a little bit of a freelance necromancer for the particular city-state that we haven't totally identified yet but basically this city-state is interested in utilizing magic um, they have decided to kind of align themselves with magic users as they see it might help them get over and become the city-state instead of a city-state amongst others. So I've been brought in to do a couple of jobs, per se, previously to this, what would we call him? Not a, not a king, not a... I mean, I think I think we we haven't talked anything about the... We'll talk about that when we talk yeah, about yeah, the city-state. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But basically just a freelance uh, magic user. Um, who finds work where he needs it and where he finds interest in the work itself relating to dead bodies in the collection thereof. Fantastic. JD? I'm playing Silic, the mage. I am a mage of the tower, which means that my general focus is actually on weaponry, protecting people, things like that. I'm a defensive mage more than anything else. The critical part about Silic is that Silic is actually the creation of another more powerful wizard previously who created him when he was while he was building a fortress and instilled in him some of his magical abilities. He created him to be a companion and a servant and a protector. So Silic had himself been able to use magical powers and has basically learned to become a mage over a number of, of years. So I'm... I'm tied to that fortress. It is a, a reflection. It is essentially Silic's soul is this now abandoned fortress that he protects. But you can still travel absent that fortress. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Cool. I'm not just stuck in the fortress. Silic's creator was Ypsilanti, this wizard who... Who is that? I don't think I've, it's ever come up in a game that I've played. Ypsilanti is somebody who was a philosopher mage, essentially, which in our setting are sort of the same thing. Usually yeah. if you're 
if you're a mage, you're dealing with philosophy as well. And mm-hmm. so he wrote a textbook basically on architectures of souls and able to travel through spaces and times that other people can't. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I picture him as living, you know, 300 years ago, he vanished into his seclusion and hasn't been heard from since. Yeah. Well, that's, Im- that's, Im- that's important. So Silic is, is like th- at least 300 years old. Silic, I think is probably like 400 years old, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. But I think part of that is that he doesn't really process time the same way. So there are stretches on end where he's just kind of stood out in front of the fortress for years and years. And then people realize that he was actually a, a figure. Time passes differently for him. At first, he was studying a form of magic that was based around buildings and structure and forms and things like that. And then he later expanded that to understand forms of the universe and of souls and of people. And so kind of became a multidimensional wizard, I guess, who was expanding. I guess he became a non-Euclidean wizard, basically. So at that point, he abandoned this fortress because he was no longer interested in that style of work. But since Silic was bound to it, he couldn't follow his, his former master. So he is now an independent, a totally independent wizard. Ryan, well, what does the jazz look like? He wears like very fine clothes. Not like wizard's robes necessarily, like whatever the height of fashion at court is. Just generally like well put together most of the time. Are you particularly well fed? Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's not thin, but just like healthy. He's low key thick. <laughs> so by low, you mean a big butt. Zach, what does Curie look like? Curie, in stark contrast to the thick-bootied one, is is actually very well cut. Um, he is interested in body sculpting. Curie is uh, of a of a different kind of build. He's very pale skinned. He has black eyes and long white hair. But he, uh, the white hair is kind of from the 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 shock of uh, attaching. Uh, another arm to his and that's kind of one of the weird things about him is that he has just this hulking big arm his right arm is it's just ob- like obviously uh not his <laughs> at all uh and it's 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 darker it's tan it's got a tanner skin to it well worn um but it's well sculpted strong uh even even stronger than he is um because curious kind of into that whole uh he's interested in like the body sculpting aspect of necromancy Oh, I'm so excited for how this is going to go. <laughs> um, what What did you take for there's you have like a detachable body part or like a dead body oh, yeah, part? Yeah, you yeah. Get. Is, is is arm one of the options there? I'm just curious. Not that it has to be. Uh, no, it's not. All seeing eye, the ear, the idle finger, or the creepy toe. I went with the creepy toe. Is that the one you can eat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course it is. So wait, you just also have an arm as well? Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's just. Okay. Sweet. Oh, also, I mean, some people may not know as they have not maybe haven't played the Necromancer. Um, the Necromancer just has kind of a move called replacement parts. Uh, anytime he has like an hour uh, and a sufficient part, he can just replace. Like if he loses an arm in a fight, he can sew another arm back on and get his arm back. It's just kind of a thing. I I took that in the direction of he's interested in cutting off his own limbs and replacing them with better ones if he finds you know the the right specimen any questions <laughs> so many um yeah uh he does not wear a shirt he likes to show off his sexy abs that he has on his 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 now adequate <laughs> midsection whose abs were they though those abs are his he's worked on those 
<laughs> he sewed abs on. Don't lie. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. He's he's. Hey, he's putting the time. Okay, he's working. It's. I mean, it's time and effort to sew abs in. We all understand. Listen, he made those himself. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, he doesn't wear. He does not wear a shirt. Uh, to show off his sexy abs and his weird huge arm that he he enjoys as well, but he does wear just kind of like leather pants. Not very, you know, it's not great. It's not conducive to cold. I'm ab- cold I'm one hundred percent picturing you as Iggy Pop with a giant arm. Well, I'm glad you <laughs> finally got the reference. That's all it is, basically. You're just rubbing meat on yourself yeah. constantly. Yep, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I'm basically just Iggy Pop with black eyes and Love a giant it. arm. Love it. Fuck yeah. JD, JD, you give us a little bit about the the construct nature, sure of Salik, but like what what does he look like otherwise? Salik, first off, has the so all mages have a look associated with their type of power. So mine being the tower, I've chosen stone skin, and then I interpreted that as just that he's actually a full construct. I am carved from the granite that the rest of this fortress was made from, like literally from the same stone. So because of that, I'm completely made of stone. I have no hair, obviously. I have polished limestone eyeballs that then have turquoise pupils like inset into them. I have a chiseled body. <laughs> Should be a bunch of bunch of cut motherfuckers. Just a bunch of cut mages. <laughs> <laughs> Two, then we were paper thin, so we're gonna get walloped by uh, one thing. Speak for yourself, jabroni. Two cut mages and a oh no, thick we have mage. the same HP. Wow, really? Yeah. Surprised by that. 19 is not paper thin, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to rock. Let's talk about this city-state that you guys represent. Oof. You guys have given me a little off-mic off information about the, 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 several, the several heads of state, specifically that yours is obsessed with magic. But give us a little more background in, in general about what you're talking about there. So the way that we had talked about this was that it was a former empire that fractured into numerous fighting families that since then have kind of each established their own city states probably all just cities that were part of the former empire as it broke apart they're basically very focused on fighting themselves rather than worried about external things in order to try and regain the glory of the former empire and each house the way that we talked about it was that they had well first there's a sort of ancestor worship thing going on where the founders of each house are kind of revered as holy or divine i don't think they're revered as gods but they're viewed as religious icons if nothing else so they would have you know large portraits that are essentially you make offerings to things like that so we we compared this to saint worship in eastern orthodox catholicism that kind of tradition in addition, we talked about the fact that each city-state was trying to gain an upper hand in different ways, so sort of using different strategies or different ideas or technologies in order to, to get ahead. So one was trading with the, the dwarves in Rangarkam who have mastered gunpowder, things like that. Um, potentially other ones are trading with the Ashkashari Empire, where our last campaign was just set. Ours has adopted the idea that they are attempting to recruit mages and use their powers for control. And do you guys have a an idea for the figurehead upon which this is all emanating from? Placidina. Pla- this on Placidina. you guys. Placidina. Sure. Placidina. As her name? Placidina. Or or the family name. 
probably yeah. her name though. Yeah. Placidina. Um, yeah, that's cool with me. Yeah, that's cool with me. Spell that for me if you would please. P L A C A D I N A. It could be Placadina. I don't know. It probably is Placadina. Placadina? How about uh Kerularia? Placadina, Kerularia? Fuck, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> All right, but I mean she's like a wizard, right? So I don't know if she is or not. Is she? She That's, could be. That can be a that useful was, thing. I mean, you feel I assume that she was trying to raise an army of wizards, essentially. But I like the idea that she dabbles in magic as well. I mean, this How is do you feel? I mean, are you looking to have her? I, oh, no, she she's dead as disco. I assumed your figurehead was a mage, but that, that's up to you guys. That's not necessarily No, I like that. I like that being the lineage, that that is why they're interested in that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Why they've accepted it in particular. What or, was the family or, name you were giving her? Oh, yeah, Kerularia. C-A-E-R-U-L-A-R-I-A. So the, the Kerularians are the ones who have accepted magic into their lives. While we're at naming stuff, what is the name of your city-state? Ikonorum. Yeah. I was going to say, what if we just modified it and just instead of Ikonorum, did like Ikonora? What if it's just like Ikonorum? We'll just ignore them. Yeah, no, sure. Oh, yeah, no, that doesn't. <laughs> uh... Egara? That's a good one. Yeah, I'm That's, down. It's I'm simple. Fine. Yeah, Egara. Egara. E-G-A-R-A. So the, the city-state that we're attached to or hired by or associated with is Egara. Before you get to that, I'm just curious if you guys have worked together before. You guys have kind of talked about that you two have. Yeah, and the kind of capacity. I thought that we had kind of talked about the idea that we had all worked together yeah. pairwise, but not necessarily as a trio. Yeah, let's hear those bonds. I don't have anybody for any. I don't have any of them for anybody. Well, so. let's let's get to discussing. Mostly because I don't like mine. Well, let's. I mean, we can we can. I have shown blank the power of the arcane arts. Well, <laughs> we're all wizards. Uh, I suspect blank fears what they do not understand. Uh, again, we're all wizards. Uh, blank knows the secret to my powers. What secret? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have to create these from from nothing. Uh, so one of these uh, Zach talked about uh, that Curie uh, had basically been the, the body that the necromancer gets is like a prince's body, right? Or a noble born. Uh, and then you were impersonating him. Oh, I, or, no, I replaced his you, body with a, a fake one. Cause I wanted his body. Wait, oh, what? Okay. Back up, back <laughs> yeah, up. Like, that's, that's real. This, this feels like deep. something you should have told me. Like, so I'll tell you, uh, tell me now. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got one bond and then we can probably, uh, uh, extrapolate on that probably. Um, I think Silic and my bond uh, is going to be Silic always leaves a trail, or should I say, buffet of corpses behind him. <laughs> um, so Silic and my one interaction was that Silic was sent as a kind of bodyguard to a prince or what have you. The the that that formal kind of uh, register. A, yo- a younger, more impetuous nobleman who was sent on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Uh, no, he was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's a great name. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, he, he was sent on a diplomatic mission to one of the, one of the other city-states. Um, his impetuousness had gotten him severely injured, uh, and then he died uh, while under the guard of Silic. Uh, Silic had as you said, JD, that you had warned the boy, like, yeah, I would, I would like to establish that this was not my fault. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he, he fell, he fell. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I think the way that I was thinking about it was that because he was young and brash and wanted to kind of make a name for himself and all yeah. of that, right. That 
I was essentially like stay in the cart and you literally cannot be harmed. Like that is part of what my spells allow me to do is protect people. And so I basically set up a barrier around the most important people who are all in whatever wagon or cart that they were being pulled in. But he wanted to get into the fray and so ran out in the middle of it and got got himself killed. I was then dispatched to preserve the corpse and get it back to his father so that they may see the face of their young baby boy, knowing that the ne- that as a necromancer, I had the power to basically keep the flesh from being eaten away by time until, until I got it back. I had become enamored with the boy, found his... Um, his you took his abs, didn't you? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. There it is. No. <laughs> I did not take his abs. You just got really buff after that. His, he's, he's, he has supple young boy abs. I need man abs. I just he he inspired you to work out, is what you're saying. Yeah, he did. I was really like, I see how flesh can be manipulated. Ooh. Um, <laughs> welcome to the necromancer. Get on board or get off. Anywho. I mean, we're getting off. But, uh, okay, yeah. I, was, I left that wide open it's, for you. It's not getting any better. Hey. Welcome back to the sexy cast. Um, uh, I become enamored with the boy, and therefore he is my... The necromancer gets one body in his... Uh, what are, what are those jars called? Hexa canopic. 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 Is it canopic? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Anyways, that he so he is the one body in my jar. What I ended up doing uh, was finding a replacement body of about the same size, a skeleton actually, and lying to the nobleman, saying that he, my my magic had failed, something had gone wrong, his body had deteriorated too fast, but I had brought him the skeleton. Uh, little known to him that the boy was in my jar now. Do you have a name for him? I do indeed. It is Tisha. Tisha. I like this story a lot. Fantastic. <laughs> so, yes, he and I have worked together. Or I should say, yes, Kuri and Silik have worked together in a way. Cool. So that's kind of the initial burst of that. Ryan, what does that help you? And Yeah, yeah. cool. So I think my bond with you, one of the wizard's bonds is that blank is keeping a secret from me. Yeah, I think it's that's my that's uh, Nijaz's bond with Curie, uh, is that you're keeping that secret from him. Yeah, I, I definitely don't, and I don't. I have not met you in any capacity, so why yeah. would I just go spouting off that yeah. I have this body? That sounds great. But specifically, you were saying that it's of interest to Nijaz that this body, the body of the prince, was not returned. I mean, I think that's part of the reason that this city keeps me on is because I'm a wizard and understand, like, the other people that they've employed, like, what they can do. So I wanted something – I know the direction of kind of what I want my bonds to be with you guys, but I don't know how to phrase them. So I'm hoping you can help me out. So my first idea is that Kuri – so I'm I'm a good old boy. I'm designed to protect – and yes, that can definitely mean killing. But I'm interested in the idea that even though I'm a construct, I don't really need to worry about heaven and hell or any kind of typical religion issues because uh, my soul is a fortress. I like the idea that Silic has a sense of morality that has maybe just been ingrained into him. So I like, you know, I like the idea of viewing the fact that what I do, I think, is noble, but you are an opportunist on that. Or in fact, you, you know, you want deaths. You want things to, because then that puts it under your domain it puts it into your mastery while that's my goal is actually to protect life like that's sort of my job but i'm not sure quite how to phrase that i don't just want to be like you know kuri is an evil piece of shit because i i mean i also think that that's a boring view of morality i will also say one of my opposed alignments is that i can never use magic for my own gain Mm -hmm. and that's your whole deal is to use magic for your own gain i think right like you're kind of into making yourself personally more powerful yeah 
And because that is so opposed to me, that feels like immorality to me. But I'm still not sure how to phrase that. So what do you guys think? My, my first instinct when you were talking about this stuff is something to the degree of I think Curie is manipulating me, especially if you see me using you for my own gain. And the, the think then allows it to evolve relatively easily once we have a couple of scenes together. I don't think I think that you're manipulating me. I think that you might be using me, but that's okay. different than manipulating me. I'm personally interested in your distaste for his, that he was using it to his own gain. I was, I'm interested in that, in that you, you being irritated that he is seemingly just using life as another tool. What if Curie's manipulation of mortality disgusts me? Nope, I think I've got it. Curie does not value what I am sworn to protect, which is life. No, that's... That's great. Yeah, I like work. that. Yeah. I also love the idea of a an individual who lives for a very long time and therefore like sees individual lives as moments or, you know, shorter a much shorter span and therefore less important, but still has this like value of individual lives like built into him. Um so you're like you said three hundred years old or so. Somewhere in some there. Give or take. I don't know, I kinda uh, stopped counting. So I think Najaz is fascinated by like the knowledge that you've seen three hundred years of stuff. I will plumb the depths of Silic's knowledge of the world. That's interesting, yeah. Or I'm fascinated by. I like to be more operative. I will plumb the depths. Yeah. My thoughts on Silic's feelings about Najaz is that we are opposites. My magic is inherently built or I am inherently connected to a long-standing, tangible, physical thing that in a way I'm, I'm forever bound to and can never truly escape. Your magic is fleeting and intangible like explicitly immaterial so i'm interested in something related to that or tied to that but i'm not sure how to make quite a, a good bond out of that well how does silic feel about that would he be flippant about that or 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 irritated both of these guys seem to be doing something that is is actively contrary to what you do that's why i'm actually super into the dynamic of what it'll be like yeah no I'm, i don't I, yeah i was trying to figure out if i would be um I don't think I think it's wrong in the same way that I think that what Kuri is doing is in a way wrong as much as I can understand that more like f- just foreign to the way you think about. Yeah, things. I think it's I think it's yeah, it's it's, you know, I almost don't understand it, but I'm still trying to make that sing as an actual bond. Is it that you maybe think it's kind of childish you're doing? You're like building things and making things that protect people. And I'm like making pretty lights and turning myself invisible and just like. I almost like the idea of it being a question that my character is curious about, like, um, what what legacy could Najaz leave? But I'm not sure that's quite right. I think just in the interest of making it a bond that we can kind of work off of, I think I'll go with more, like, a, a practical angle. Like, I don't see the purpose of your type of magic, basically. Najaz's powers cannot stand the test of time. I like that a lot, actually. That's great. If you guys can't tell, I'm potentially angling to taking some, some time-made shit later. We still need one more for Curie. Yeah, um... <laughs> So I'll give you kind of my, my general thought about Najaz and my bond, which is since since you're kind of going for the magic angle, I don't want to also kind of follow suit in that. But I'm actually interested in playing off of our bond together, Najaz, mm-hmm. um, and doing something to the, to the degree, like let's play around in this area of like Najaz listens to my words too closely or something like that. I'm interested in you stressing the point that you're a hired mage and he's a court wizard. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'm interested in, in in kind of playing with. Okay, not that. Wait, not what that are you shit. thinking? Not much more than I just said out loud. Okay, but but I you said you didn't want it to necessarily focus focus on the magic, and I'm just yeah, saying that yeah. it's like your your points in life are drastically different. Yeah. In that you know he 
he bought the cow, as it were. May I? Yeah. What if it's the idea of like, um, I can ne- never trust somebody who is blindly loyal. So I can I can't trust Najaz because he is blindly loyal, which may not be necessarily true for Najaz, but it could be your perspective right. as a mercenary, right. where you're like, why yeah. would you fucking sign a lease? I think we can work with it within the <laughs> confines of that of that as bond. Like you like that? Yeah. It's, 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 say it again. I think that for me. also sings another like point of difference in our table, which yeah. is cool. I can never yeah. trust Najaz because he is blindly loyal. And you can even say, like, blindly loyal to Igara. Yeah, to Igara, but yeah. Don't have a fucking flag, and that's what we're going to talk about next. God damn it. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I have one. Oh, hey, since you, uh, we, as you all well know, we like to do bonds and flags. So what do you guys, what, you fly, what flags, what flags do you guys have? Help me harvest an exemplary appendage. <laughs> 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 Give me that dick. <laughs> I mean, <What's> the D? <laughs> only if it's good. You can't just get me any old D. It has to be one better than this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have like you have like a like a a PowerPoint presentation of like <laughs> the different phylum of genitals that you'll accept. <laughs> now. If you were to bring me, if I, if you see me naked walking around with, say, uh, a seven B, <laughs> and you were to bring me, uh, uh, perhaps a five A, you may notice that they are first and foremost incompatible, and second, <laughs> I didn't want a vagina. Why did you bring me a vagina? You cut up. That was so much work. <laughs> Just touch me. It's my other fly. It's, it's such a good one. I'll do it. No. All right, fine. My two flags are going to be offer me a solution that violates my morals so I may refuse it. What those morals exactly are, I'm not sure yet. So we will figure those out as those as as we go, other than the whole generally protecting life thing. Great. My other one will be confide in me a secret so that I may keep it safe. Those aren't bad. I mean, I, I actually kind of like both of those. Yeah, I mean, they're. I think they'll still be interesting even if they're a little, you know, non-specific. Um, Najaz's are <clears throat> make me an offer that threatens my social standing and then aid in selling one of my illusions. Does that mean selling is in the wrestling sense, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. That's all I have for you this week. Next week, we'll start with a couple questions and then get into the campaign itself. So, end of episode. Yeah.